Welcome to the Creative Cast. I'm your host, Tammy Munson, podcast producer, podcast coach, and CEO of Wildfire Creative. Are you struggling to grow and monetize your podcast? Do you want to learn more about starting your own podcast? Want to learn the secrets of the business side of podcasting? Then you are in the right place, friend. Each episode contains powerful information to help you get started with your own podcast, learn the secrets of building a business, and grow your podcast. All right, y'all, let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Creative Cast. I'm super excited that you are here back with me again this week. I, of course, am Tammy Munson, and today's episode is pretty extraordinary, if I do say so myself, and it has nothing to do with me. Today's one of those episodes, those rare episodes, that I bring a guest on the show. But because of Mother's Day coming up and Military Spouse Day coming up, I knew that I need to bring my friend Brittany Simmons on the show. And she's amazing, y'all. So like I said, Mother's Day is this coming weekend. I hope that everyone has a wonderful weekend. But it is also the little lesser known Military Spouse Day this Friday. And y'all know that just how important the military and the military family is to me. But I really wanted to take a moment to highlight all the spouses out there. Because it doesn't get lost on me about the peaks and the valleys of servant and the effects on the family. And it's generally the military spouse that keeps it all together, keeps those home fires burning. So a very, very big thank you goes out to all the military spouses, male and female. You guys do some amazing things. I know I've been there. Some of the stuff that is required and asked of us, sometimes it's a little unfair, but it's all for the bigger purpose. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If no one else has told you thank you, you got it from me. So for those of you that maybe aren't aware, my husband served six years active duty army, and I got to do some pretty cool things during my stint as an army wife. I met so many amazing people and attended events. In fact, I even had breakfast on the South Lawn of the White House during that time. So much fun and just things I never, ever thought I would be able to do things were that were not on my radar. It was being an active duty military family that even led me to podcasting. So it all kind of comes full circle, right? But I am so excited about my guest today, Brittany Simmons, Lieutenant Colonel, United States Army, retired. So here's the deal. Not only is she a 24-year Army veteran, a West Point Military Academy graduate, and she's also married, has two adorable little boys, and most importantly, is a leadership coach. Now, Brittany has been on a leadership journey since she was in the eighth grade, where she became determined to go to West Point. It's pretty cool, right? She wanted to learn how to be a leader and put that leadership into practice. She had no idea how real and rich that learning and those opportunities would be throughout her time in the Army. And not just in the Army, y'all, but with her local community as well as everyday parenting. So without further ado, here is my conversation with my friend, Brittany Simmons. 
Hey, Brittany, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on the Creative Cast. How are you? I am doing great. It is awesome to get to talk to you, Tammy. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. So we met, believe it or not, it's we're not affiliated through military life. <laughs> we're actually, we got to know each other through the coach school. Yes, that was an awesome opportunity. It really was. If any of you out there are thinking about being a coach or you're in a coaching program, whatever that looks like for you, you may want to look into the coach school because it was an amazing opportunity to go through the whole program and learn all kinds of things and the way Allie does things. And she's so very good at teaching you all the things, quite honestly. Yeah, it was really immersive and gave me a whole two box I needed. And it's lifetime. So there's the pitch today for the the coach school. (laughs) (laughs) Totally unintended. But like I said, we do have a connection. As I said in the intro, you are a 24-year Army veteran. So thank you for that. Not too long ago, transitioned out of the military. How's that going for you since it's been a while since since that's happened? Yeah, so I'm nearly at the one year mark of uh, retirement. So, and wow. and I would say retirement. It's not like I'm, you know, sitting at, at home on my front porch just drinking some tea. <laughs> right. Uh, but no, after 20, 24 years, four years as a cadet at West Point, and then 20 years of active duty, it, it's been going well. So, one thing that uh, I've, I've been working on my coaching business. And so that has been a lot of work and a lot of learning. Uh, but I've also really been able to figure out what to say yes to and volunteering in my community and areas that I've been able to, I haven't been able to put down roots. And so now that we, we have put down roots and we have a church that we're very invested in, I've been able to coach my kids sports team because I'm a sports person. So being able to have that flexibility and really being able to sort of set my own schedule on a lot of different ways has been fantastic. And I have really enjoyed being able to take those, you know, 24 years of, of training and experience and, understanding leadership, which is a passion of mine, to be able to then start investing that in other people and and to learn what that looks like, to share that in a meaningful way has has been a lot of fun. It's been learning. It's not been all uh, unicorns and roses, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. But I enjoy that process. I enjoy the learning. I enjoy the the building. Well, I wouldn't say I necessarily enjoy the building of content yet, but I'm learning how to do that. And I enjoy getting my thoughts on on pages and and working through that process. But I enjoy growth. Yeah. So, so that's been good. Yeah, I love it. Talking about the military really quick. We've got Military Spouse Day coming right around the corner. Last month was a month of the military child. I couldn't let this go by with obviously being a soldier is very hard. That is the hardest job in the, in the military. But being a spouse also has its own challenges with what's required of a soldier and then to have that spouse holding down the home front and all the things and the kids. Since you were the the soldier, what was that experience like on your side with your husband? Yeah. So actually he was active duty Air Force when we got married. Oh, wow. Uh, and then our first, <laughs> yeah. So Air Force Army. Um, but Ooh. then when our first son surprised us, you know, at, at yeah. pretty much the year mark of being married is our, our anniversary gift was our first son. Oh, As wow. we really sat down and looked at it, it was going to be, it was going to be hard to do that Army Air Force thing. And honestly, I was having more fun. I owed the Army a little bit more time for some schooling. He wasn't necessarily having, so he actually transitioned to the Air Force Reserve. So he's still in the Air Force Reserve. So okay. he is a, a service member, but, you know, doing the part-time thing there. But mm-hmm. I mean, we made the intentional decision for him to be, and he was for about, I guess, six or seven years a stay-at-home dad. 
And he finished his master's degree at home and did that. But he was, you know, taking care of our son as I did what, what we like to call the some of the really hard jobs as far as where I was in my career in the army. We mm-hmm. do an iron major jobs is what they call it, but it's kind of your sink or swim mm-hmm. type of jobs. And so that took a lot of time and effort. And, you know, he was, he was there for, for Peter. And then in this last job I had that was, was very demanding. I was traveling all the time. And mm-hmm. so he was a part of that. And there's no way with kids. I don't know. I mean, people do it. I have great friends that have been both of oh, them. Oh, sure. In the military, yeah. And, and there's ways to do it. So I'm not, you know, those people are amazing is how I look at it because they really find some ways to swing it. But man, Jack has been such a, he, he's been a cheerleader. He's really empowered me. He, he did a great job of not doing the, and, and literally telling me this, I, it's not just in like passively, but, but telling me like, you go and be awesome at this stuff. I've got this. Oh, and that was that's really awesome. yeah. empowering. Cause at the beginning I was a little bit, you know, fraught with like, Hey, how do I do this? How do I be a mom? How do I be a good army officer? What does well, that look oh, like? Yeah, of course. Um, and he noticed, yeah. he noticed some of that. And when he's noticed that he stepped in and he said, no, I've, I've got these pieces. And that really gave me the freedom That's to amazing. still excel. You know, not that I dropped my kids or anything, but I knew when to make that time quality. I didn't have to worry about a lot of other things. I'm lucky my husband knows how to cook really well. So, you know, we had good home cooked <laughs> meals. Um, so I, I benefited there, yes. but I mean, for me to be able to do the things that I did and to the extent that I did and with the passion that I did, I, I, I couldn't have done that with kids at home without mm-hmm. without his support. So he was definitely, definitely my rock. Yeah. Amazing. All military spouses, they, they deserve their own award, I think, sometimes. I don't think I deserve that. Our deployment was relatively easy compared to other people's experiences with when my husband was deployed to Afghanistan in 2009 and where he was and what he was doing. Yeah. Some, some are are really, really difficult. Hats off to all the military spouses out there. Absolutely. Y'all just definitely deserve your day, but switching gears just a little bit, since you're a leadership coach, which I absolutely love that you do that. Some of the things that I'm seeing with our audience and just meetings that I've been in and you're really seeing a lot of, well, how do I, how do I be a good leader or, or how do I be a good leader within ministry? You know, since a lot of the creative cast listeners are either doing work within the church or they have their own ministry or they're doing ministry work or things like that, you know, they're constantly asking, well, I'm not a leader. How do I become a better leader? But in reality, a lot of them probably are already leading. What do they need to hear to help instill that confidence within them? Yeah. So one of the definitions of leadership that I've come to really like comes from uh, Joe Saxon, who also does uh, leadership coaching and executive coaching and teaching for Christian women, Pastor Stephanie Mm O'Brien. So obviously in ministry itself, from their podcast, they talk about, you know, everyone has influence when you're intentional with that influence that you're a leader. And that intentional intentionality piece is, I think, the key to that. And I love that so much because I think there's people that are out there leading, but that doesn't necessarily make them a leader. I think leader is when you actually are intentionally and consciously cultivating that influence. Now, some people do that in a very poor way. I mean, we have intentional bad leaders out there and we've seen them throughout yes. history. <laughs> You know, now, obviously, for for this audience, you know, we're talking about people that actually really care about the folks around them. And chances are they do have influence. You know, they are leading people. If they're in a form of ministry, they're they're probably leading in one shape or or another in, in influencing if they're podcasting or they're writing, you know, blogs or they're writing books, those those different creative outlets that are out there. I mean, frankly, parents. 
right? I mean, are you not trying to influence your kids to do certain things every day? Right. Those are exactly. all leadership opportunities. And so, so then it becomes, all right, so how do I step into that? And what does it look like to be intentional in that? And I think one of the first things that a person has to do when they want to consciously step into that position of leadership is to examine their character and their values. And, you know, character are those those traits, those moral and ethical traits that you have that help keep you on the right path when you're going to be a good leader of character. And you have to cultivate mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's just like anything that you go through, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in order to be healthy with it, you have to cultivate it. You can't just be like, well, you know, I read this book about character once and I, I think I'm good. No, you have to keep having that. And I would say in ministry, you need to have accountability with other people um, because yes. folks are, are looking at you. And, and in order to do that, then you also have to really break down what do you value? Mm-hmm. Um, and not just, and when I say values, I'm not talking about specific like things or times or whatever, but what values are the most important to you? Mm-hmm. Um, and you should look at, at your organization and your church and saying, what is it that we value? Where does it, where do those things match up? Where are they sharing? Where are they overlapping? And then really intentionally reflect on those on a regular basis and put up the right guardrails at times mm-hmm. to make sure that you're walking in that and actually to communicate it to other people. It should be part of your speech because then as you're, you're leading and influencing others and they hear those values and they hear you know about what you see as character, then you're going to help them cultivate that in, in their own lives as well. Yeah, because if as a leader, if you're keeping it all internal, even as a podcaster or a business owner or ministry, if you're keeping it all in your head and saying, okay, this is where I think we're going to go, the people who are supporting the mission, for the lack of a better word, they're not going to be able to help you get there. They're not going to know, well, this right. this is where we're heading as whether we're leading or leaders what are some of the things we can do specifically to be better in that outside of, you know, sharing that mission and this is where we're heading and this is what we're going to be able to say that we've done at the end of the day. What are some of those tips that people can start utilizing to help them get to where they want to be? Yeah. So one of the things that I like, and, and this can be scary to some people, but uh, it's it's going public. Yeah. And what I mean by going public is it is literally telling people. And and it may just be like the, the other leaders that you're working with. You know, maybe it's an accountability, you know, somebody that you work with an accountability. Uh, maybe it's your board if you're at a church and ha- however those things are set up. But I, I think you should go public and say, this is who I intend to be. And I am here to serve, especially in ministry. We're here to reflect, you know, Jesus and doing those type of things. So I want, you know, I genuinely want you to hold me accountable to that. So if you see me doing something that is outside of these things that I'm saying are the character traits and the values that I have said I want to live, then then I need you to do that. I need you to help bring it in. And a lot of times when we when we make ourselves go public with that and then even build in some steps, like maybe once in a month you meet with somebody and say, all right, here's these things. How, how do you see me doing? And they've got it. They can't just be yes people. They can't be people you know that are always going to give you the, you know, Yep, everything's great type thing. But somebody that's truly going to be honest with you, mm-hmm. when you do that, it's much easier to actually stay within those guardrails because you know that you're being held accountable and there's no longer a temptation to, to change the, the goalpost, if you will, or to, to weave in and out that you can actually say, here's, you know, here's what I'm going to do and here's who I am going to be. And chances are in, in a lot of ministry you know, cases, unless you're the lead pastor, which some of the folks on here might be, is, is some of that 
vision probably already exists at the church. So then the question is, is like, all right, how do I fit into that? And how are we cultivating that as a healthy church? I'll tell you, my church right now is, is doing that in some fantastic ways because they're really focused on making sure that we are a healthy church. And they've been very good with, with sharing with the members and things like that, what that looks like. And by them doing that, it, it's a humble act. Mm -hmm. And humility yeah. is definitely a key part of being a good servant leader, because now it's no longer about your ego. It's really about the people you're serving. Yes. Oh, 110%. I love that. And I, I love what your church is doing because not all churches do that. They're not all sharing like, here's where we're going to go. This is what we're doing. And we need everybody's support and everybody on board with this. Now, of course, there's always going to be outliers <laughs> like, I don't like that or, or complainers or just want to muck things up. But I think it's so important whether it's a podcast a church, a ministry, whatever, that if you're sharing that information and others are going to hold you accountable. I mean, there's been a lot of times, even within my own team, I, you know, I've said, oh, we're going to do this. And then somebody says, well, wait a minute, that doesn't really align with what we're trying to accomplish. Yep. You're absolutely right. Let's go back to the drawing board. Let's figure it out. And that's great. I mean, it's not something you always want to hear whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> but it's good to have those people to say, wait, you're, you're kind of getting on the fringes here a little bit. Yeah. And that's a healthy culture, right? The fact that that exists, you know, within your team, like that is actually what healthy culture is when people can have, and I, and I don't mean this in like necessarily a negative way, but when people can have good conflict, mm -hmm. that is actually a sign of a healthy organization because it means that they're iron sharpening iron right? And they're not doing it any kind of mean way. They're actually doing it for the benefit of the, of the organization. They're doing it for the benefit of the people that they're looking to serve and to influence and to lead. And so teams that learn how to have that good, healthy conflict, which could just be like, well, what about this about your idea? And what about this? And, and when we learn how to do that well, that is, I mean, that is a key mark of a healthy team is being able to have healthy pushback and accountability. And nobody takes it personal. Because right. they're all on the same mission and on the same vision. And so they appreciate that. They've signed on to that. Like that is a mark of a healthy organization. I love it. And I'm an Enneagram 8. So you don't really always like to hear that. <laughs> Actually, Elisa's 8. So, you know, we're like, Arr. but you got to remember, it's not personal. It's for the betterment of our business and ultimately our clients or whether it's the podcast and your listeners or whatever it is. And sometimes you just got to go, okay, I get it. Let's put our ego internal stuff off to the side so that we can focus on what's really the, the bigger thing here. Ego is what sinks so many different organizations these days, you know, from, oh, yeah. from ministry to any kind of, you know, secular, secular organization. It's often ego mm -hmm. that is sinking it because people have an overinflated sense of self-worth and they're, they're no longer serving they're looking for power. And so when we have a team that helps us refocus back on that service piece, again, those guardrails, they just help us keep going the way we want to, you know, the way we want to go, but we're humans. So we're going right. to be tempted to, to get out of that or sometimes just distracted. It may not even be bad things. It's just, we get distracted by the shiny objects and we're like, Oh, we should go do that. It's the new coolest thing. Well, what about, does it really meet this? You know what? You're right. And, and so then the rest of us have to get used to hearing no and being yeah. okay with it and knowing that, that there's a purpose behind that. Right. Absolutely. So in line of that, how do you think prayer or prayer life, our relationship 
with God and Jesus affects leadership. I just think that's the ultimate guardrail, right? Right. When we have a healthy personal relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. we're, we're in his word on a regular basis and we're, we have that communication. And, and so, so now we know what his voice sounds like. So when the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, that is part as Christians, that is part of our, our character development is staying in the word and connected to him because at the end of the day, we are looking to serve, you know, serve his people, but right. we're serving him. Yes. And so he is the ultimate leader up there. And the best way to know what you're supposed to do is to listen to his voice, right? In the military, mm-hmm. we, we have, we talk about the idea of commander's intent and commander's intent. Isn't that they have to give, you know, orders that have every specific thing laid out in it, right. but instead it's, here's what we're going to do. Here's the general way in which we're going to do it. And by the time that I want to be done in order to achieve you know, whatever in state. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else gets to operate within that intent. So you have your boundaries, you know, right. where you can't go outside of, right? but you get to develop and, and use the gifts that God has given us of creativity and innovation and understanding where we are because everybody's in some different places dealing with different people. Mm-hmm. So you get to craft that out, but that's done best when you, you can know that commander's intent. And for us to be able to do that, we have to have that relationship with God because otherwise we're not going to be able to hear and understand and decipher what his intent is for what it is that we're supposed to be doing. And that is that personal relationship. Yeah. I love that so much. Okay. Couple of fun questions for you. Cause you know, I am an eight, but I also have a seven wing and I, I like some fun things. <laughs> what is your Enneagram number? Do you do that? Oh yeah, I, I have. It's actually really been it's been really good actually for my husband and I to figure each other out um, and to it's, it's been helpful for our marriage uh, a lot. Yeah. So I am also an eight more with a nine wing. I wish I had more of a seven wing, but my best friend is a seven. So that helps. Um, <laughs> but yes, I, I am. I am definitely an eight. I had a feeling, you know, West Point grad, <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel, <laughs> I kind of had a feeling that that you were an eight. I don't like to, you know, pre- Prejudge or pre-type, I should say. Right. Not judge at all. But yeah, us eights, you know, we, yeah. But I love the fact that you talked about you and your husband. It's been advantageous for your marriage. My husband, I also did it as well. He's a five. So that tells you a lot about Dan and I. But it's been really good for him to understand me a little bit better and why I think and do the things that I do and for me to understand that about him instead of having these conflicts or discussions or whatever you want to call it, that we can each communicate in a way that the other person is going to be able to understand. And I think that goes outside of also outside of uh, you know marriage, but business relationships, clients, colleagues, whatever. I mean, it's part of emotional intelligence, whether you use the Enneagram or you use DISC or use some of those other things, the more that you understand like yourself and then the fact that everybody doesn't see the world the way you see the world. Right. And then you learn how to interact with them best. So you've got, you know, self-awareness and self-management and you've got social awareness and social management. That's Mm -hmm. what helps make you healthy. And I think it's so important as as a leader. And that's a key component of of what I think about things. And my husband is a five also. So I understand. (laughs) Eights and fives, man. I don't know. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Next, what is a favorite TV show or movie that you've seen recently that you're like, y'all have to go see this? Oh, goodness. 
I mean, so here's what I'll tell you is, is, is along with some good friends of ours, when any of the new Marvel movies come out, like my husband and I both enjoy them. And we've got a, a, another couple from church that they enjoy them. That has sort of become yeah. our thing. So we recently saw, you know, Ant-Man and Wasp Mania. I mean, different people have different opinions on them. I just enjoy them all because they're just great storytelling and there's all these arcs. Yeah. And the thing is, is I cannot hold all those details in my yeah. head. I just cannot. But my five husband can. And so it's fantastic. I can go, I can enjoy a movie. And then I get all of the afterwards about how everything is connected. And I can see the picture so much better, but I didn't have to keep all that in my mind. Exactly. So, uh, so I enjoy all the, yeah, I enjoy all the Marvel movies and all of the movies that come out on, you know, or the, the shows that come out on Disney Plus that are in the Marvel, you know, universe. Yeah. We enjoy watching those because the storytelling and the way they weave things in is just a lot of fun. Yes. The storytelling is fantastic, has been fantastic since... Iron Man, you know, since the, yep. the one that started the really this big push over the last yep. what ten years. We're also big Marvel fans. I have not seen that one yet, but uh, and I'm reserving judgment. I'm not. I, I don't want to go into anything, you know, pre predetermined. So, but we we haven't seen it yet. But it, it is on our list. Yeah, I'm not a big critic one way or the other. I just like to go and enjoy them. So, I'm with you, you know, there's some movies I've gone and watched, not necessarily Marvel ones, where I'm just like, nope can't watch that one and it's just like the whole thing is off but otherwise i just i just go to enjoy them i'm not a i'm yeah. not a critic unless it's really in my opinion bad yeah i get it okay <laughs> last one question do you still do morning pt i'm curious <laughs> uh, so it's it's shifted a little bit it depends um so schedule with kids getting to school and all yeah. of that uh, yeah, yeah. my husband and i will trade off there's some mornings that we do but do i work out pretty much every day i do some of that is moved to lunchtime just because it's easier with uh, the kids actually have to get on the bus pretty early in the morning yeah so and actually it's i mean i'm in indiana so not as cold as iowa but still pretty cold in the morning and sometimes slippery yeah. once it warms up uh, my husband and i actually like to start the day you know together doing some workouts that we'll put together in, in our driveway and with kettlebells and kind of running down the road oh, uh, so yes there are days that I do it, but I still enjoy working out a, a whole lot. I did not necessarily join the army loving that, but I have come to yeah. love it and have done a lot of different things. So it is still super important to me. But the fact that I don't have to wake up super early every morning to do it um, is okay. <laughs> is okay these days. I'm more of a morning person though. So I'm okay with it. If I have to do it at the end of the day, it's not my favorite. So I prefer to get it done morning or, or, you know, midday. Yeah. My husband, he did it for a while after he first got out and then he was like, eh, <laughs> I was like, I'm good. So I don't miss those early morning wake ups of his yep. at all. Because <laughs> I am not a morning person <laughs> at all. There was no way I could have ever been in the military. Somebody would have tried to wake me up and be like, I'm good. Let's shoot for eight o'clock. How about that? Well, Brittany, it's been amazing having you on the show. I could talk to you for hours about all the things. So is there anything that you want to share that I haven't asked you yet? Well, just as people look at leadership development or character development as part of that leadership development, because it's super important. I mean, that is what I do now is, you know, with the 24 mm -hmm. years of, of incredible training, personal self-development and all of those is is I do help yeah. coach leaders. So if somebody's feeling a little, you know, inadequate or, or hasn't pursued leadership development and find themselves now in these leadership positions and truly want to be intentional with it, I would love the opportunity to be able to speak with them and to, to figure out what kind of plan we can go forward. So so yeah, that is what I do. I do leadership coaching one-on-one, um, -on -one, or I can also help out your teams. If you're like, hey, my team should go through some of these type things. I am more than happy to come in and figure out what works best for for you and your team and provide some of that um, to to help you grow in that because it does have to be a, an intentional process. 
Yeah. So where, if anybody's looking to get in contact with you to set that up, where can they find you? Where can they get in contact with you? Right. So they can find me on uh, my website is BrittanyEsimmons.com. So that's, uh, you got to make sure you put the E in there. You won't find me. So BrittanyEsimmons.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Britt E. Simmons. So B-R-I-T-T-E-S-I-M-M-O-N-S. I'm on there. And then I also have a Facebook page that is Brittany Simmons Leadership Coaching. And so they can find me at all those places and shoot me an email or drop me a DM. And I'd love to start a conversation with them. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a blast, friend. Thanks for having me, Tammy. I enjoy listening to your podcast just to learn about how to make content. And it's helped make me a, a better content creator now that I'm doing those things. Oh, I love it. Isn't she just the best? Oh, she's so awesome. I absolutely love her. I could have talked to her for hours. That conversation was just so, so good. So there's no news that you can use or a recommendation this week. So thanks so much for joining me again this week, friend. You know that I believe in you. Don't let imposter syndrome, overwhelm, worry that it doesn't come naturally, whatever it is. Don't let that stop you. You can do it. Because that's why I do this podcast. So that you can spend less time worrying about the details, more time spreading your message, sharing your story, and answering God's call upon your life. Again, thanks so much for listening. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And I will talk to you on Monday.